And now, welcome back to Cliff and Kendall Coast to Coast. So we have enough letters for that. Sir. And you. I'm ready. Got it. Solved. Afternoon, 1982. <laughs> oh, 1982, coming to you live from 1982. Oh, later on in the show, we've got a 1,982 dinger salute to 1982. That was Kendall's idea. He fought long and hard, and finally, Mr. Snobbottom, he didn't give in so much as just have a bowel attack and have to leave the conference room and... There you go. I took it as a yes. A yes. So that's look forward to that. Don't forget, Kendall. It's your job. You have to remember it for us to do it. Oh, then we're in for trouble. Uh, Cliff, Ooh. we're talking 1982 today, and we're also here at our store, which is just coming along lovely. Lovely. I know. <laughs> it's coming along lovely. Is that the proper proper grammar? I don't like the name coming along lovely. I've never agreed to that, and that's why. That's one reason I'm glad that you know the sign that we could afford the most cost-effective one that we could get without still settling on a name. Oh, it's great! We, you know, we happened to be at the police auction over in Smackover, looking at a lot of things that they've, you know, gotten from drug deals gone wrong and this and that, tax fraud, etc. And they happened to be selling off the old movie marquee of the Smackover Cinema, both spelled with S's. And, you know, we thought, hey, that would look great in the front of our store. Yeah. We thought that. And then, you know... (laughs) We thought that a lot. You know, the letters were included so you could, you know, because they used to put up the different names of the movie titles every week. And so, you know, we maybe, Kendall, we can put up the names of different sales every week. I can maybe spell out, you know, alerts for Jake Gyllenhaal movies coming soon or, you know, different uh, Madonna's birthday sales, you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we... First thought we could call it the SS Fatso because SS for you know, uh, and then and then we thought, well, what was the one we we thought last week? It was like, um, what do you think about court cases? Oh, uh, we'll come up with a name, you know, and we we can just call it TBDs, you know, until we decide. How do you feel about lawsuits? That's what it was. That was the name of the store. How do you feel about lawsuits? That yeah. was it. All right, Cliff. Back to 1982. 82. Can you believe 40 years ago on this very day, it was 1982. I can't believe I was alive enough to say anything was 40 years ago. Oh, my God. And, you know, out there somewhere in a rocking chair being burped, baby Cliff and Kendall, they were out there. And yeah. 40 years ago, and while all these things were happening that we're going to talk about we were and there. count down we on this salute to... <laughs> We were there. We were there. Sort of one of the forgotten years, I think. Kendall, you don't hear much about 1982, and maybe today we'll find out why that is or what the secrets hold of the year. Well, it was up to us. 
It's Nobody up to was us. talking about 1982. It was up to us. So we got a countdown in store for you. You, you, got you. Got a countdown. It was up to us to say, listen here. There was a year called 1982, and we're not going to let you sweep it under the rug, America. <laughs> also, I feel like... Oof, I don't feel like that. I feel like Mr. Snodbottom has just realized that when he makes us do a countdown, we get so much more information. We stay more on topic rather than when we're just talking about a topic. We'll say like one or two things about it. But with a countdown, we at least have 10 good chances to talk about something. I love that you think he puts so much thought into the show (laughs) these days. Well, I, I hope somebody does. Now, right now he's alphabetizing that poster display thing that I've got over there on this side of the store. You know, I I wanted, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, posters of hot guys, you know, like they used to have in the back of Spencer's, they had would have posters of bikini babes like Bud Bundy would have put up. I remember that. I want bikini hunks. And on, you know, why not a section for bikini hunk posters? Uh, That if any store had that, I'm coming. Uh, Tell me, uh, can I get a membership? What are your deals? That's what I'm thinking. If that happens. Well, what you sell on your side of the store, Cliff, is your business. Oh, <laughs> and oh, Kendall, it's our business. The store. <laughs> TBD. Oh, TBD. TBD. Coming soon. Coming TBD. soon. All right, Kendall, are you ready to flip that space coin? And I'm ready. Hop I've in got the it. Back I'm ready. I've got it. Burning a hole in my hand. Old. 1982. Call it. Oh, I'm going to use my head and say heads. Tails, Cliff, oh, tails. Oh, All right. Number 10 on the countdown of big things from 1982. 82. So memorable. So many memorable things. How will we boil it all down things. to 10? There was a lot. Let me tell you. There was a lot. Cliff, one of our very favorite, very favorite plays that was turned into a movie that had a cast of thousands that we've loved for years, and we watched them go on and off stage and on and off stage and bringing the sardines on and taking the sardines off, slamming the doors, taking the doors on, taking the doors off. I'm, of course, talking about Noises Off. It premiered for the first time in London. Isn't that amazing? 1982. Uh, Suddenly here, now gone. (laughs) Yes. Now, Kendall, I have to I tell it. you something, Cliff. I have to tell you tell something. It. You're going to love this story. All you know, right. I'm the stage manager over at the Potter Butter Butter Churn Center for the Arts. And they yes. had a big production coming through. It wasn't Noises Off. It was another play. But this literally happened this week, and I could not stop laughing. <laughs> One of the, the construction crew came over to me and said, Kendall, we had a problem. That door over there, it won't open. And I said, oh, is it jammed or something? Like, yeah, it won't. We have to, we're going to have to open. I said, okay, we'll go fix it. And they're like, oh, and that door over there, they, when they try to close it, it just bounces back. And I said, that door won't close? And I said, <laughs> this is the best day of my life. I'm living in noises <laughs> off. Plus the fucking plates of sardines and moshed banana. Yes, I love it. So I thought it was a wonderful thing to add to the top 10 things of 1982. I love it, and I think that's another play that, you know, all of us, we could put on. It'd be a hoot to hear on the radio. A hoot to hear? Let's do it. That's what the critics will say. It was a hoot to hear. <laughs> of course, I don't. we might have to cut the part where, you know, Christopher Reeves plays the Arab oil man. We'll, we'll, we'll rework We'll workshop that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He could be a Texas oil man. There you go. And, there you go. He could have a southern accent. 
There you go. Oh, Kendall. Some things never change, like number nine on the 1982 countdown. Some things never change. This wonderful thing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) When we were kids, this seemed like a song that I was so excited whenever it would come on the radio. And, you know, it was just a little ditty. A little ditty. And it wasn't only because I had 20 different Aunt Dianes. But it was about Jack and Diane, those two who just are known for sucking on chili dogs outside the Tasty Freeze. Little ditty about Jack and Diane. American kids growing up in the heartland. Jackie gonna be a football star. Diane's debutante backseat of Jackie's car. It don't you love John Cougars, Jack and Diane. That song about kids sucking on chili dog outside taste free. Diane sitting on Jackie's lap, got his hands between the knees. Growing up in the fucking heartland, Kendall. Doesn't it just warm your heart when you hear it, though? It just takes me back to the... Just, it just takes you back. Takes you back. And now that we're 40, we love things that just take us back. We do. We All do. I want is to be taken back. <laughs> now, um, what's funny is that uh, so there's some place that... Someone I knew went to a, a Tasty Freeze, and you could get a chili dog, and you could you could like stand out in front of it and suck on a chili dog. It was great, great fun. You could get a T-shirt, and then somebody else I knew like went to Winslow, Arizona, and you know standing at the corner of uh, whatever that was, I forgot. Anyway, great story. Oh yeah, Cliff and Kendall go on Long after the thrill of their show is gone Oh, Which was a long, long time ago <laughs> Oh, years ago In the galaxy ago. far, years far ago. away Remember Obama's first term, everybody Alright, Kendall, what is Ooh. coming up next on the old 1982 <laughs> yeah, Whoa! Oh, sorry, Dad, I didn't, I didn't mean to frighten you <laughs> No, we've got this large boxes of merchandise here and we wanted to know what shelf you want these on candle bar these are playing cards <laughs> i suppose you expect to have a lot of bridge tournament entries here <laughs> yeah oh yeah well bridge tournament players uh, magicians anyone can buy them really it's for anybody oh but, now, Kendall, uh, yeah, are, so, are those loaded decks are they like explodable decks or Cliff, i don't use loaded decks i don't use fake decks i've told you i'm a purist i'm a purist magician i do everything with my old sleight of hand and the oh. old brain right up here whoa now That's, but wow. mr sidebottom there's there's little shelves over there you can mm. see they're like little tiny shelves and the cards just go right on there it's that's it's going to be such a cute display 
Oh, yeah. All right. I'll see if I can fit them on there. <laughs> I thought that was for cheese slices. Crockpot, uh, take that cheese down. That's for Kendall's car. No, the cheese goes over on my side of the store. It goes in between the hunk posters. The cheese, what'd you say? Did you say this cheese stands alone? No, it goes on my side of the <laughs> I store. It goes in here. In here, yeah. Oh, is that the cheese we ordered? That could be our cheese. We, we got to be more specific about what cheese we're talking about here. Do we need cheese specifics? Oh, Cliff, I'm exhausted already. Oh, she's gone. I don't know what he was lingering for. That you know, she. I'm so glad that she is just appointed herself head. You know, head of the stock crew here, which is Crockpot and Fonky and Opie and. We learn stand behind born leaders, and then you don't have to do anything. There you go. Attach yourself to the right shooting star. That's all you got to do. Be a be a parasite. Be a parasite. <laughs> Kendall, what is what is right, happening? Number yes. number eight oh, on indeed. our countdown. That's what's happening. Nineteen eighty two. Great. Nineteen eighty two. Cliff. Now Great. I don't know. This may not be as big an event as it is for me as it was. I mean, it, it might not be as big an event to you as it is to me. But there's a little thing that came out in nineteen eighty two that really paved the way for the way the world is today. Uh oh. For the for the phones that we speak on. It's for the way that we podcast. For God's sakes, Cliff. It's the very structure our show is built on. And that what was. Did, is that the year Al Gore made the internet? <gasps> no, he made it way earlier than that. that. That's the year the Commodore 64 personal computer first came out. That 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 was what really sparked it all. Now it, it was Commodore 64, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that a relation to the Nintendo 64? Did they merge the two, and that's how they came up with that? I think 64 was something to do with the bits or something like that. So I think 64 was a bit terminology for Nintendo. So maybe they both, maybe it was like a callback and, uh, you know, something that was telling how many bits it had. Solved. Uh, gamers, Solved. tweet us at Cliff and Kendall on Twitter. No, let don't us tweet know. us. Don't tweet us if we're wrong. Just let us pretend that we're right. Nah, just tweet it. I mean, I didn't, you know, Kendall, don't listen to you. Well, you know, listen not to listen to Kendall. <laughs> listen not <All> to right. <laughs> Kendall. The Commodore 64. Kendall, what were the great features on the old Commodore 64? Oh, you could type on it. You could read on it. <laughs> you could, that's, that's you about could, it. You could that's type it. on it. You could read what you typed. Yeah, you could, you could yeah. print things. I mean, you know, you, it's like a typewriter kind of too. But I mean, that was, those were the big features. I'm sure there were more, but that was the early, that was, that was like the base model. Didn't it have like a accounting measures? Account, look at you wanting all that out of that technology. <laughs> there was more power in the Apollo 13 uh, lander or less power in the Apollo 13 lander than there was in the Commodore 64, and you're like, didn't have enough. Wasn't enough for me. (laughs) (laughs) I think you could... Was it just... You know, in the early 90s, my mom had a... uh, What were they called? Word processors? Where it basically was just a... Yeah. Computery typewriter. Was that all Commodore 64 was? No, it had, like... I mean, it had, like, some games and things, but it was, like, um, I think it was more, like, something that people could um, work with and, like, customize and make their own. 
It, it was like oh. for like people that like knew how to hack into computers and things. Like I, it, there were video games though. It was more for hackers. One of those built for hackers types. Sure. Sure. All right, well, salute sure. to you, Commodore 64, and all the ways we owe today's society to you. And that brings us to number seven. I know you listeners are like, am I in heaven? Because this is number <laughs> oh, seven. Oh, you are. That's coming up. <laughs> oh, my God. What a year so far. Commodore 64 on the, your shelf. Jack and Diane on the radio. Noises off. Tickets. Sardines. <laughs> Sardines. Oh, <laughs> uh, and then, you know what? This next thing is coming. And you're going to buy your movie ticket that night. You're going to wait in line, get you some popcorn. You're going to sit down, watch this little movie about this guy who it's hard for him to get a acting job. So he's like, you know what I ought to do? Be a damn woman actress. And he puts on a wig and becomes the (laughs) toast of the town. Because everybody knows that things are so much easier for women. It's so much easier, and it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, you you can, it's not everything is a lesson, and it's certainly not meant as a lesson to say <laughs> that know. any any man dressed as a woman could do better than what all women could do, or anything. Nothing. It's it's just a funny little fable, guys. Just a funny little, just fable. Funny little fable. And it'll have you singing Toot Toot Tootsie Goodbye Toot Toot Tootsie Don't Cry It was the toast of the town in 1982, didn't it? I believe, didn't it win the Best Picture Oscar? Didn't it? Did it? It probably did. I love it. Or maybe it was close. No, that was Gandhi. But it was was nominated. (laughs) Gandhi Tootsie. Close. Oh, Dust, Dusty Hoffs, <laughs> Dustin Hoffman, he won, and uh, Jessica Lange won, and Gina Davis was in it. Jill, uh, uh, Bill Murray. That's what I was trying to say. They were all it, there. It, speaking of stars, studying things, it was one of those. You know, and I just love that old song that was from it. Did, did you love that old? It's like a ballad. Played that on the piano. Oh, I learned that on the piano when I was a kid. I loved it. So you're just a funny little fable, guys. Not anything as any kind of. You know, of, we should have Cliff and Kendall's anything. funny little fables. <laughs> just funny little fable. No hidden messages <laughs> at all. Would I recognize the the best kind. Cliff, we got to tell some kind. bad jokes. Because it's time and for that's some. not it's, a joke. It's our union-mandated bad joke segment. They said we weren't having enough. We need more. We need more bad jokes. We need more. We need more. There was more. a public outcry. Uh. Oh. That, that's what we kept hearing. Pete, we were walking down the street. We just kept hearing, Bleh. We're like, they must. They want more bad jokes. Oh, Kendall, why would someone want to have a DeLorean as a second car? Well, they could drive it from time to time. 
Uh, <laughs> See, I need one. Oh, Kendall, what kind of beer does Indiana Jones drink to reinforce his courage? Don't know. A rolling rock. <laughs> rolling rock. I get it. A rolling rock, Kendall. That's exactly. <laughs> what is the name of Mr. T's girlfriend? April, fool. <laughs> I pity the fool. Cliff. Oh. I went down the street to a 24-hour grocery store, and when I got there, the guy was locking the front door. Can you believe it? No. And I said, hey, the sign says you're open 24 hours. And he said, oh, yeah, but it's not all in a row. Oh, Kendall, which film won't Rick Astley let you borrow from his Pixar collection? Well, he's never going to give you up. Kendall, no. Why couldn't the stupid fucking Ghostbusters ever finish Organ Trail? They couldn't cross the streams. <laughs> oh, couldn't do it. Uncrossable. And you know what's wrong with Bonnie Tyler's GPS? It keeps telling her to turn around, and every now and then it falls apart. Oh, damn it! Oh, oh don't damn. you hate it, Clip? There are muff- two muffins. I really do. There are two muffins baking in the oven. One muffin says oh. to the other, is it getting hot in here or is it just me? And the other muffin says, ah, a talking muffin. Oh. <laughs> oh. Cliff, what kind of ghost has the best hearing? Uh, an ear ghost. The eeriest. Oh. And what did the yoga teacher say when her landlord tried to evict her? Uh, you, something, I don't know. Namaste. Namaste. Yeah, namaste. namaste. Kendall, what do you call Dolly Parton doing the backstroke? Islands in the stream. Oh. Kendall, <laughs> where did the cantaloupe take his vacation? At John Cougar's Melon Camp. And uh, oh. what's grosser than sweat on Olivia Newton John? Come on, Eileen. Oh, no. <laughs> what do you call fake spaghetti? An imposter. Duh. What happened when... What happened, Kendall? You're going to know this. What happened when Michael Jackson invited Billy Squire and Kiss for a party? Well, Michael beat it, Billy stroked it, and Kiss licked it up. I knew it. How long did Lionel Richie sit on the toilet? All night long. And uh, why did the... (laughs) All night. Kendall, how many letters are in the alphabet? Only 22, because E.T. went home and somebody shot J.R. Ouch. Oh. 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 That's all the bad so, jokes I got for you. Uh, no. Mine were 80s themed. I don't know if you picked up on that, Kendall, in honor of our 1982 countdown. Didn't pick up on it at all, because mine were 80s themed. All those things were happening in the 80s. In the 80s. In the 1982, to be more specific. All right, Cliff. <laughs> Kendall, I have a pu- wait. Uh, stop. I have a public service announcement. I was just going to ask you about those. What you're holding over there? I want to tell everybody that you must run. Don't walk. Run to the grocery store to the nearest cereal seller near you because you're going to want to pick up a box of these cinnamon toast crunch churros. Oh my god! Oh, god. Okay, I'm oh my god! Is exactly 
Right, Kendall, because you better believe this bitch is empty. Oh, damn it. Well, why would, ow. Why would you bring that out and not offer me some? Well, do you remember right before we started the show, we were sitting in here and you said, oh, I forgot to get a pen. And you walked out for about 10 seconds to grab a pen from the cash register. I ate the whole box. Oh, my God. Because they are so good. You will inhale them like Scooby-Doo. And you can just eat them right from the box, which is how you should do it. That's how you do it. They don't even, like, they're not even playing. They know you're going to eat them from the box. There's nothing (laughs) on the back to even suggest, you know, that you're putting them in a bowl. And on the sides, they don't have any fun cereal trivia. They just have nutrition facts and then nutrition. Facts they're in like Spanish. nobody's gonna even look at it. They're just gonna be eating this right away. They're gonna, they're gonna pull it out, see one, eat it, and then the night is over because <laughs> this over. is what's gonna do it. You gotta get it. cinnamon toast crunch churros, Kendall. It's gonna take you and make you think of Disneyland where you get the churros. Oh, it will. I love it. Well, I'm gonna go run and grab some of those during our break. You better run. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so you better run. Let's see. We should do uh, one more before we go to break. Are we ready for six? Is that what we're ready for? Yeah, number six. It's my turn. Six. All right, Cliff. Number I want to six, six you up. The countdown of nineteen eighty-two. Cliff, the first episode of a great show that I know you love, and I love it as well. First premiered on the air. That was. Oh. Late Night with David Letterman. Oh. Kendall, did you prepare a top ten list in honor of Late Night with David Letterman? Yeah, I did. It's the top ten 1982 things, and we're going through them as we speak, Cliff. You better believe it. this is number six on the list. Yes. Isn't that? He did. He revolutionized late night television. He really did. He did. I loved it. Uh, you know, he was the best. I remember when I was a kid, my dad would videotape Letterman at night. So, because it's just too fucking late. Who can oh, stay yeah. up this late well, and watch so, these shows? Do you know how I first found out about David Letterman? So I who who broke the news to you, Kendall? Disney did. I'll tell you how. Oh. So I had when I was a kid, like I wasn't up that late when I was that young, and when I went to Disney. Um, you know, they had like superstar television and one of the things was like a little clip and it was showing David Letterman throwing things off the rooftop and stuff exploding. Oh, yeah. And I was like, who is that? And and I like looked, tried to find out who it was and I was like, oh, I should watch that. And then I was like, what is this show? And that, uh, that was my introduction to David Letterman. Oh, there are endless clips people should look up on the old YouTubery. YouTube it. Uh. Oh my god, what is happening over there? Are you decomposing <laughs> as we speak? Churros. It's those churros. <laughs> See, I told you coming to back chew your food, maybe, it. and share some with worth others. It. Worth every every <laughs> belch, kind of worth it all. Now, let me tell you, you know, I bought this Dolly Parton doll from 1996, and uh, I don't, it came with some kind of little stand, although I can't see i don't know how it could actually be a stand for her to stand on because there is like no way there's a circle thing and it's got a little bitty hole right here and one right here and then this is a hole and it's got these two identical clear things that go in it and this will fit in the hole but that doesn't do anything now i know how to do it there's you know how to do it yeah 
So, no, you don't. Yeah, so first of all, the piece that's in your left hand, it, it goes with the little bumpy side down. Bump, bump. Like that, yes, like that. And so uh-huh. then those two pieces in your other hand um, slide together. to They crisscross like that. They go together like that. I don't know that it, but it won't go together like that. Wait, or it should... But but they yeah they should go in like the same. See, I thought Kendall was so handy, but like it won't go down over that. I don't know. We might have to take this one off the air cliff. We're gonna have to take it. I thought you could quick. I thought this was like car talk, and Kendall could just put this together <laughs> immediately. Uh, but then like it, it doesn't. Uh, and I'm just wondering, twenty five years ago, did this make sense to anybody? Because I did not. And maybe I was like, is it a, <laughs> it's like sideways. And um, I was like, is this a stand for her little plastic guitar? I, like, this is elaborate for a st- guitar stand. And it's, I don't know, I'm going to have to just go out and buy me a Barbie stand. Yeah. Barbie, where are the other 40-year-old men who buy dolls from eBay? Come on, tweet us, along with whoever else was tweeting us from earlier. Just tweet us at Cliff and Kendall. I've got to go or take a break, Kendall. I'm going to you know, one thing we should have stocked for the store is doll stands for single 40-year-old men and their dolls. We really oh, missed a market God. there. Let's go see if we can find some that can get here in time for the opening. Let's see. We'll order some from Amazon. All right. We'll be right back. Yeah. Don't go away. Cliff and Kendall will be right back in one fat minute. When you suffer from irregularity and take mineral oil for relief, chances are that you get only halfway relief. You see, irregularity is frequently accompanied by acid indigestion, and when this is the case, you need a preparation that combines laxative action with antacid action to bring you thorough relief. Now, plain mineral oil can't do this, but a remarkable preparation called Haley's M.O. combines the correct proportions of pure mineral oil with the finest milk of magnesia. As a result, Haley's M.O. gives you thorough relief, not only relieves irregularity, but acid upset as well. And Haley's M.O. is so gentle that it's frequently recommended for patients following delicate abdominal operations. When you see how much more Haley's M.O. does for you, you'll be amazed that it costs only about the same as high-grade mineral oil. You can identify Haley's M-O on the package. Forget your troubles. Come on, get flabby. Welcome back to Cliff and Kendall Coast to Coast. He <laughs> said we didn't have enough letters for that. He said we didn't have enough letters for that. Sure. I'm ready. I've got it. I'm ready. I've got it. <laughs> Solved. Solved. We were there. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back, 82, 82, 82. And you. Oh, okay. 
And you, 82 and you. Kendall, do you think most of our listeners, were there any, would have been born in 1982 or not? If anyone is listening, I'm sure they probably don't even remember 1982. Because anybody that does remember 1982 doesn't know how to get to this show. Doesn't know how. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kendall, can I give a couple highlights, uh, some shout-outs to 82 things that just almost made the countdown? <laughs> Didn't you grow up singing, The sun will come out. Tomorrow, tomorrow, bet, bet your, your bottom dollar that tomorrow, there'll be sun, just thinking about that movie Annie, tomorrow. Kendall, yep. that was out, I love it, can you believe, the, now this, I think so much earlier than that, <laughs> I may be going the musical on Broadway was earlier, but that's when the movie came out. And no, I mean the movie because I just it felt so old to me when I was a kid, but it was really right right then. It was really, you know, it's it well it has a evergreen feel because it's a period film, so it's hard exactly like like a Christmas story. It's kind of like well, when was this movie made? In the forties? In the eighties? I don't know. Don't know. Don't know, but Kendall, what a wonderful time. My God, if you ever hear anybody besmirch in 1982, you just smack them in the face and say, hey, that was the year that a movie came out, had Tim Curry, Carol Burnett, Bernadette Peters, and fucking sun coming out tomorrow. Oh, my God. Easy street. Annie Kendall and other things. How about Victor Victoria? Who doesn't love Victor Victoria? Old, what's her name? (laughs) Julie Andrews. Oh, what's her name? Oh, and Kendall. (laughs) All due respect. I love you, Julie. I forgot your name there for just a second. There were, <laughs> I'm 40. I remember 1982. Julie Andrews is not listening. She might, maybe she, maybe she's hit rock bottom, Kendall. You don't know. <laughs> Another film that I know you have not seen, but wow, what a film, wow. what a cast to have come out. Cher, Kathy Bates, Karen Black, Sandy Dennis, that guy who was in Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Terry the Temp would know his name. <laughs> From Robert Altman. Come back to the five and dime, Jimmy Dean, Jimmy Dean. Have you ever heard of this movie, Kendall? It's called what? Come back to the five and dime, Jimmy Dean, Jimmy (coughs) Dean. No, I have not. It is, speaking of Noises Off, how that was a play Mm -hmm. and then a movie. This was a play and then a movie. And it's, to me, sometimes when you see a play that's become a movie and it's still very much a play, sometimes it's really good. Sometimes that's what you want. Yeah. And that's what I want with this. Come back to the five and jive, Jimmy Jane, Jimmy Jane. And that's what it is. It's a very playy, stagey film, and it's great. It's great. It's with all those people I just mentioned. It's another star-studded affair from 40 years I'll have to check that one ago. Out. It's it's another it, you know it would if they did it today there would be some things reworked some things about gender and gender reassignment and things like that but uh, but it, yeah, this is when I think its heart was in the right place I think so it, you know but anyway oh Kendall and I'm also I'm just a basket case about the old basket case remember that movie about that guy who lived in that basket yes I do remember that movie. <laughs> 
creeped me out. 40 years ago. Can you believe, listeners, that 40 years ago, you could have gone to the movies. You're like, I don't know. Do I want to see this movie about this guy that lives in a basket? Do I want to see uh, Julie Andrews <laughs> as a man? Do, you know, what do I want to see? You know, what are, what are my choices? Do I want to see The Thing? A lot of options. Where it's all about people being frozen or whatever in the tundra with the aliens. <laughs> Lot, lot of choices back in 1982, Cliff. A lot of choice, so many choices, Gandalf. So many choices. Well, Cliff, moving on to number five. Oh, sakes alive! We're to number five. It's your turn. Probably should have just said all, what are all those things I mentioned tied for number five, but I didn't say it, so I won't <laughs> say it now. I wondered. I wondered, Kendall. <laughs> Kendall was over there wondering, but... I wonder. I thought it was just gas. Why, 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 I wonder. Kendall. That's what me. would we do, baby, without us? I bet we've been together for a million years. Oh, the trials and travails of the Keaton family. Didn't they just strike a chord in your heart? Kendall, those... Chord struck. Family ties. Oh, working mom, working dad. He worked for the uh, Channel 8, whatever, (laughs) the public TV station. (laughs) Did that debut in 82? 82, Kendall, tried and true. Well, you know, and I'll, when you watch it now, you just, I was like, yeah, man, Stephen and Elise Keaton, they had the right idea. They had the right And there ain't no nothing we can't love each other through. And, you know, oh, wonderful Michael J. Fox and excellent Justine Bateman, to say nothing of Tina Yothers. So it's just a great show. I I encourage everyone to revisit it because there's nothing quite so 1982 as sitting down in the Keaton's kitchen. Okay? Okay? Okay. Okay. Maybe we could call our store Keaton's Kitchen. Keaton's Kitchen. Put that one on the list. We'll have to see if uh, Charles has enough K's for that one. I know. Well, we have a lot of leftover K's from the other store. I was going to say, you have some leftover K's. All right, Kendall, that was number five. What a wonderful entry on the countdown. Oh, boys, I'm afraid there's been a little accident. Whoops, Charles Uh the contractor, he he was putting up the marquee out front and it seems he dropped his toolbox onto the concrete sidewalk and shattered the sidewalk in several places, causing several thousand dollars worth of of damage, boys. It was purely an accident. Whoops. Well, did you go ahead and just give him Kendall's credit card number to go ahead and get that 
failed, get the concrete well, layers back. Why am I paying well, for it? Kendall, come on. Let's you we'll talk about this later when we talk about whatever that other thing was. You my doll stand. Dear, we did give him Kendall's credit card, dear, and he, he ran it. It's all wonderful. They're gonna come and fix it oh, before oh, the opening. Yes. He said he would just keep the card number on file for all future calamities. <laughs> oh, oh, I guess that's a good well, idea. I just wanted to let you know that boys. <laughs> Carry on. With oh, the wait, show. hold on. Hold on. Before you before you go, hold on. We have some weird news oh. stories we want to share with you. You want to hear something weird? weird? Time to hear something weird. <laughs> We'd rather not. <laughs> oh, no. Well, Please. it was more of a rhetorical question. <laughs> oh, oh, right. oh, my bowels. <laughs> Pardon me. I, I was unprepared for even the notion of oh, something well, so weird. Look. I'm going to soothe your bells right now because I've got one that is weird, but it's also adorable. You're going to love it. So here we go. Here we go. Percy, a porcupine puppet of prodigious proportions, emerged from her giant stump home from an audience of school children in media numbers at a Los Angeles park on Tuesday. It is a new... uh, uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It was a large puppet made by the Jim Henson Company that they're going to be taking to the San Diego Zoo to teach kids about uh, all these different things. Uh, they have a whole big exhibit set up where they're going to have otters and different other puppets and things. But it is the most adorable, huge porcupine puppet with little... <coughs> what are those things on porcupine? Little quills or whatever they are? Quills? The pokers? Is that what's on a porcupine? Anyway, look up a picture. It's adorable. It's adorable. You love it. Jim Henson has really outdone themselves. Like it's like one of the largest puppets I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> That's what makes it weird, but so, it's still heartwarming. So weirdly heartwarming. <laughs> oh dear, you say so. Oh, 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 me. Kendall, you'll be happy to know a dog was saved last week when someone thought outside the box. Millie, who is a three-year-old Jack Russell Whippet mix. What does that mean? You're a dog lover. Whippet? It's, um, it, it it's, looks um, like a, a greyhound, but it's like skinnier and smaller. Well, there you go. They're real skinny. This skinny bitch escaped last <laughs> week off of her leash in England, and she went on a just a wild tear throughout the countryside. And a group of rescuers embarked on a four-day rescue attempt. But little Millie kept disappearing until Chris Taylor, the chair of the Denmi drone search and rescue team, had an idea. He said it was, he said it was all his idea to use a drone and affix a sausage to the drone and, you know, uh, fly it over to where the dog was, <laughs> the skinny bitch. And so until, the, you know, she just became enamored with this sausage and would follow it anywhere. And it was a crazy idea. But this act of desperation, the drone rescue team, they just went all out. And thankfully, the woman cooked up those sausages after they got home. The dog owner cooked up the sausages and Millie took the bait and oh, all rescues were successful. Kendall, what a great story. Oh, I'm so glad that dog was rescued, dear. Oh, I'm unsure. I, I was a little confused by that Well, you know, one. I thought it was cool because, you know, Walt Disney, 
He used to call the the castle at the at the at Disneyland the weenie because he used to like entice his dog with a weenie. And so he was like, the castle was supposed to like draw you down the street. That was the weenie. And so they still to this day call it the weenie. True story. Next oh, weird God. story. I hope that's why. A wandering so a wandering weird. chicken was a wandering <laughs> was caught sneaking around a security area <laughs> at none other no other place than the Pentagon, a local animal wel- welfare organization said. Oh, no. The loose hen was found early Monday near the U.S. Department of Defense's headquarters. The Animal Warfare League of Arlington, Virginia, wrote in, on, in, on social media, apparently the answer to why the chicken crosses the road is to get to the Pentagon. <laughs> the, the chicken was taken into custody uh. by one of the league's employees, and they said we're not allowed to disclose exactly where we found the chicken, only that it was a security checkpoint. So I'm just thinking, like, was that chicken a spy? Weird. I'm thinking, what the cluck? What the cluck? Oh, dear. What the no, cluck? Oh, 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 well, now listen, everybody. I've got one here that's just so weird. It's just, I hope, I, okay, you're all sitting down. That's good. Because they're this falling is asleep. so weird. In North Carolina, there is a woman and she's a freedom fighter. And she's fighting the state's Department of Motor Vehicles to keep her unusual personalized license plate, which reads. Fart. Oh, dear. Her name is Carly Cindy. No, oh my! Oh no! I do not. Oh, I don't care for that kind of bathroom humor. Oh, no. oh, well, be that as it may, we do live in America. And Carly Cindy of Asheville said she applied for the license plate in October. And she sort of couldn't believe when they let her have it at first, but they did. And she received a letter in the mail telling her several months later that complaints had been lodged <laughs> about her fart plate. <laughs> complaints are usually lodged about your fart plate. Can you imagine, though, Kendall, being the type of person who sees a license plate that says fart and you're like, I have got to complain. I am that mad. I've got to find somebody. But Cindy is waiting to find out if she's outsmarted them all. She has created a group titled the Friends of Asheville Recreational Trails, or FART, F-A-R-T. And now she's got mailing lists, websites, merchandise, (laughs) and uh, uh, 15 people showed up to the first group meeting, Kendall, which so... That might be all of our listeners in one room. It could be. Uh, see, I thought she had the similar idea. I was thinking I would have just said like, "Oh, it stands for fine art." Yeah, fine <laughs> art, really, truly. Oh, dear, I don't know. That's still such a unusual thing to have on a license plate, dear. Maybe she should have something more nice, dear, like love or kindness. <laughs> oh, I'm glad to know that someone got all of those letters I sent to the Department of Motor Vehicles. That's not any kind of word I want Fonky or Opie just reading oh, on the street. Right, dear. Oh, oh, oh no. I wonder if kindness is available. We should see for our car, dear. We should go check with the DMV right oh. now. You <laughs> okay, Kendall? Do you have any more weird news stories? No, though? oddly, that was the one. That was my last one. The, the fart <laughs> license plate. Well, I have one more really, really weird one. Since you, since I sniped that one oh, out. Dear, but what you, if someone gets know, the license plate kindness before oh, we're there? Oh, 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 I, I'm so worried. Well, listen, you guys can't go to the damn DMV. You got to help us 
stock the store shelves. You have to put that off until tomorrow, <laughs> as the song says. But now there's a terrifying craze sweeping the nation. Kendall may know this because he's plugged into TikTok. He's one of those creepy <laughs> uncles on TikTok. I'm plugged in. And... There's a, a trend, you know, of healthy food. It's a dangerous trend of people wanting to eat healthy foods. And, you know, they're saying, hey, why don't you eat this stuff instead of that stuff? And this time they're saying instead of a big <laughs> bag of hot Cool Ranch, flaming Hot Cheetos, Doritos or whatever, which is what I like to have. Instead of having that, why not have lettuce chips? <laughs> but... Kendall, some people are up in arms because the recipe for lettuce chips is open up a bag of pre-cut up lettuce and dump it in a bowl. It's the old whatever our boss, Bob. Bob uh, Ridley. Bob. Yeah, whatever. No, not Ridley. Not Ridley. It was Bob something or other. We used to have a boss and he was ahead of his time 20 years ago. Strickland. Eating lettuce chips. That's it. Bob Strickland. Bob Strickland? Isn't that a King of the Hill character? I don't know. Kendall, I'm losing my mind at this point. Kendall, um, <laughs> I think that is his name, but isn't that also a King of the Hill character? Has the, is, is this a glitch in the Matrix, Kendall? But anyway, I think it is because not only is King of the Hill our boss at Watkins and a dangerous trend of people eating lettuce from a bag. Conspiracy. Uh, listen, it's a conspiracy, folks. This is a glitch in the Matrix. Don't worry. Hold on, this is just a test of the emergency broadcast system. Hold on tight. (laughs) I need to get out there and help Charles pick up those chunks of concrete, girl. Oh, yes, dear, we must go. And also, Clark Park, can you call the DMV and see if they have... Oh, Cliff, I uh, don't think they do. I'm sure it's already taken. Well, I don't know. No, these days, maybe not. These days. These days. Not these days, Kendall. Just stop your crying, it's a sign of the times. Gotta get away from here. Kendall, do you know the number one song of 1982 on the Billboard charts? What was it? Well, you wouldn't know it because it's something you and I never do. We're allergic to it. was. Olivia Newton-John, let's get physical, physical, <laughs> physical. Let me hear your body talk. Let's get into physical. That, that was number one of the year, Kendall. What do you know? And we never. What do you know? We never put physicality as number one on any list no. in our lives. <laughs> no. Uh, but it's not number four, though. What is number four? Number four, Cliff, I'm glad you asked. Number four started as an idea. Speaking of Walt Disney and the weenie, this started as an idea. Long, I am long so time afraid ago. of more weenie stories. No, it's, this is not a weenie story. I was, that was just a segue uh. into the weenie, from the weenie. So it is a long time ago, after Walt Disney built Disneyland, he was like, oh, you know, I'd really, I would love to build a community where people could live together and work and, and still go to the theme park. And so he wanted to create this place called the Experimental Community, a uh, Prototype city, Community of Tomorrow, excuse me, also known as Epcot. 
But in 1982, Cliff, way after Walt was gone, they opened instead just a regular old theme park and called it Epcot. But that was the year that that theme park opened. It's one of my favorites now. I love it. Don't you love Epcot? Don't you love it? I did love it when I uh, when I did love I it. I still love I it. I expected it to be bad because it was the butt of so many jokes, but I did love it. I thought, I think I've said this on the show before, I thought it was just everything was inside the ball. I had no idea. I was like, how'd they fit like a theme park inside the ball? I thought so too, Kendall. It was years later until I learned how balls worked. And now, number three. Number three. Kendall, number three. you're going to want to drink to this one. It's true, it's true, what's true is true, and this is true, that making your way in the world today takes everything, everything you got. got. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break Taking from, a break all, from, all, your break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? To that, cheers! Cheers the show. to you! <laughs> the whole, you know, Ooh, I'm exhausted now. <laughs> I know this. You know, listeners have long thought that you know everybody on our show basically has a Sam and Diane will they, won't they vibe about something on our show, and that all started with the Sam and Diane will they, won't they, will they fall in love, will you they know, kill each other, will they burn down the bar? We don't know. Cliff, this this countdown started with Jack and Diane, and now we're to Sam and Diane. <laughs> that tribute to Diane's. It could be the subtitle of, of the show. A lot of Diane's. <laughs> Cliff, I got to do something else. Before we move on to number two, I really think we should now wait, do something. Wait, Kendall. Wait, Kendall. What? Wait. Sorry. Sorry, I can't do sorry. my salute. Speaking more about cheers. Who is your favorite cheers character if you had one that was going to, you know, leave the bar and come hang out at our store all the time? Oh, Who de- would you choose? Definitely Norm. Norm, no, Kendall, there's not room for the three of us <laughs> in this Yeah, store. but he's the Cliff and Kendall of that bar. Come on. It's true, we've already got a cliff. That would just be too confusing. Yeah, we, we can't have two cliffs. It's confusing. <laughs> and Lord knows everybody said that we're not normal, so we need a norm. Norm, all right, get norm, Kendall. Speaking of norm core, all right, Boom. whatever you were talking about, back to that. All right, well, I was going to do my salute, but I'll hold off. Well, first... We need to help some people. Let's help. It's our favorite part of the job. Mr. Rogers said, look for the helpers, and you found them. Here we are. Speaking of kindness. Speaking. We're going to help some people. Speak on it. Where Where did where I, did put, I put that oh, letter? Oh, here it is. Oh, Here's my letter. I just, I just hot out here of the mailbox. All right. Yeah. Let's just. Okay. Thanks. 
everything you've got. Okay. <clears throat> Dear. Oh, you've got questions. <laughs> We've got answers. Dear Cliff and Kendall. Dear Cliff and Kendall, I couldn't be happier for my friends who are embar- embarking on the next chapter of their lives with their partners, but I am becoming increasingly anxious Uh-oh. about their bachelorette parties. When did the bachelorette party become such a big production? While I have attended my fair share, I think they are getting increasingly extravagant and pricey, not to mention. I'm trying to prioritize my own next step in life, which is buying a home. It feels like I'm being invited, quote, invited, to spend a significant chunk of my savings over the next few months. The weddings themselves will require significant travel. The bachelorette party I'm uh, most concerned about is for a wedding in which I have been asked to be a bridesmaid. For this reason, I feel obligated to attend. The cost associated with the weekend (laughs) is $2,500 and will total $20,000 for three days. What? What? This equals three months of rent for me. Ooh, that's expensive rent. I'm finding it hard to justify this kind of expense. I get anxious thinking about the other expenses, flights, accommodations, gifts, and the time off request from work. What? My family, or my first instinct is to say no, but it's hard to refuse a bride who is important to me. I want to be supportive and involved. I just don't know what to do. And that I signed anxious attendant. Cliff, help that person out. Here's what you have to do. You're not going to like this, everybody. Some people won't like this, but there's a great old Reba song. Not from 1982, unfortunately, but from later in the, in the early 90s. It was, and it's the title of it. Here's your one chance, fancy. Uh, don't let me down. No, close. It was on that album. It was on that very album, Kendall. That album, which was called Rumor Has It, but it wasn't that song either. It was another song called You Lie. You don't want to hurt you me. Thing. Surgery. Something suddenly came up. Go back, go to the <laughs> Greg Brady excuse. And surgery, like Kendall said, I'm having a, a brain transplant. <laughs> Some people will believe that. You know, so do whatever. You think people don't believe that? Do whatever it takes and you lie. <laughs> you lie. And then you do that. And they're like, oh, he must be sick. He must be <laughs> real sick. Listeners, don't let me put you off the Cinnamon Toast Crunch churros. <laughs> you must eat them. You will love them. All right, this is my letter over here. It was written on some weird futuristic paper. And it says, my husband and I... Is it from the future? No, it also said, Dear Cliff and Kendall. I neglected to li- read that part. I just Oop. skipped it as though it were unimportant. But it starts with Dear Cliff and Kendall. It says, my husband and I recently left our two-year-old daughter with my mother-in-law while we went shopping. When we returned, we reclaimed our daughter and went home. And after we arrived, I noticed my mother-in-law had cut my daughter's bangs. <laughs> 
I've been growing her bangs since she had hair, and I intended for her hair to be all one length without bangs. And uh, just a big, I'm big into hairdos, Cliff and Kendall. What can I say? And it's my daughter's hair, which belongs to me and Cliff and Kendall. Needless to say, but I'm furious. I feel that as her mother, I have a right to choose. Isn't that what a mother's right to choose is about, Cliff and Kendall? My daughter's hairstyle without outside interference. And my husband agrees with me, but the small dicked loser is unwilling to speak to his mother. He says I can chew her out at my peril. Kendall, Cliff, How should I handle this? And it's titled Exasperated in East Busheltown. Oh, Kendall, help this lady out with her hairdo dilemma. Well, Cliff, I'm going to be completely honest. I was I got a little distracted by Charles working out there. I was just I don't I don't know what was going on. It was scared me. He was holding the side. I thought it was going to fall. So I bet I heard most of it. Um, And it sounded to me like. You know, the the mother needs to let the kid color their hair whatever color they want it to be. It's up to them. Let them let them enjoy and 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 celebrate life. Right. Well, I didn't hear your answer. I got real distracted because I was looking out the window and I thought for, for a second there was a leak from the ceiling out, out there from some like turret in the thing, but it turned out it was just Charles. He didn't want to oh. get down off the ladder to go to the bathroom. I assume then I helped those people put it in the help pile and we're moving on. Put it in the help pile. Another one helped. <laughs> I love that. That was a nice little get, little ditty. It was a fun little fable. Little ditty. With, um, moving on <laughs> to number two. About helping listeners. <laughs> 19. Yes, number two. Number, number two in 1982. Kendall, I've got to say, there's something that if you don't say it, my mind is just going to be blown. Well, then why don't you keep your mouth shut and wait for me to say it? Clip number two is a little film that came out that year. And, you know, it's all about a little creature that got lost and stranded on another planet. And not only could he heal people, but he also just wanted to go home, Cliff. He just, please phone home. (laughs) Help him out, Cliff. E.T., the extra terrestrial number two. Oh, he made it okay for us all to be extra, didn't he? He did. He was OG extra. All right, finally, the anticipation was killing me the whole show. I thought, what if Kendall just pulls one of the bigger blunders of his whole life and doesn't even say E.T. on the countdown? Well, why would I save it to one of those up tops? Of course. Of course you would. Of course you would. It's one of the best. As, as I wouldn't well put it way down should. at number 10. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now, Kendall, what about the old, this is not number one. This is just, uh, what about the old Poltergeist? That's from 1982 as well. I know. Well, it was tough to leave it off, but I, did, I didn't want to do too many films. I had to. I wanted to round out the countdown. Got to make it round. The Cliff and Kendall are known for their roundness. <laughs> It wouldn't fit if it wasn't round like us. Wouldn't fit. Don't you wish your co-host was round like us? Don't you? No, you don't. Kendall, E.T. Now, E.T., do you think it gets the respect it deserves today? Well, it gets some good respect, I think. All right. Penis breath. 
<laughs> Wait, what, what was the comeback after that? I don't know. I, <laughs> I stopped at penis uh, breath and I never looked back. You know? <laughs> turtle brains or whatever it was. Turtle brain is not a good comeback to penis breath. It wasn't turtle brain. Uh, but, you know, you work with what you're given. <laughs> All right, Kendall, speaking of the great things of 1982, the things that just, you know, we'll never forget, the things, the moments of our lives. Number one. It's kind of a tie, not really. It's, it's a movie and its soundtrack about a little bitty place. Nothing too high tone. Lots of goodwill. Maybe one small thrill. There's nothing but dirty going God on. God is my witness. <laughs> nothing dirty going on. It's just a... It's just a little bitty placid country place. Ain't nothing much to see No drinking allowed We get a nice quiet trail. The best little whorehouse in Texas Maybe one small thrill But there's nothing dirty going on 20 fans returning, Cliff. 20 fans returning. <laughs> they were turning. 20 fans were turning in every room Fevers were burning. They were burning. And they, they had to burning. have a way to cool them down. It is such a fun movie. Another star-studded affair. Dolly Burke. It was the nicest little whorehouse you ever saw. Gomer, Dom DeLuise. Uh, who's Texas Charles Durning? Texas has a whorehouse in it. Texas has a whorehouse in it. Lord have mercy on our souls. Texas has a whorehouse in it. Lord have mercy on Texas our souls. Texas has a whorehouse in it. The facts, oh Lord, I love it. Fills me with disgust. Please excuse the filthy dark details and carnal lust. It's got hit Ooh, after hit. I do a it's little so sidestep. Good. Now they see me, now they now don't look cold. Now they see me, now they don't look cold and gone. I love to dance a little sidestep. Now they see me, now they don't have come and gone and Ooh, I love to sweep around a wide step. Cut a little swath and leave the beat. Full on. Oh my God! If only the politics, the clowns in Congress weren't just the same doing the side I know. Steps. I know. Oh, Kendall, it's what a. Do you love it? Do you agree with the number one status of the best little whorehouse? Oh, I surely do, Cliff. I surely do. Oh, uh, speaking of trips back to 1982, that's the show we could put on. We could put on the best damn little whorehouse. Can you imagine me as a non-binary Miss Mona? Oh, God, we're going to need to lose some weight. <laughs> and uh, don't... Or don't, 20 don't. tubs were flubbering, 20 tubs were flowing, <laughs> they were flowing with fat of every kind. <laughs> oh, ooh, it's so... So good, Kendall. I hope we can Ooh-wee. do it justice. <laughs> Maybe we can put on a, a you know some sort of a themed best little whorehouse in Texas 40th anniversary party here at the store once it gets going. I love it. What more is a store for? What more is a store for? You know, we have that platform back there. We had Charles reinforce it with steel so you and I could both stand on it. It's good. It's good. It's rated for at least two people. Yeah, at least two Cliff and Kendalls. And we're ready for live shows. We're ready for recording back in that booth. I hope that that booth is big enough. It's going to be tight. I know we tried to make it extra large. We took out 
took out so much of the well, stock. You room had to have not enough it, room for two Madonna records to hang on the wall there, so that had made the wall smaller. Don't try to blame the Madonna records on anything that you. I'm know not blaming the Madonna them. records. I'm you blaming you. No, I would have put them on the ceiling. That I can fit a Madonna record anywhere. It's that's not the problem. Anyway, we'll get. We'll, well talk now, more about this. now you'll put them on the ceiling. We'll add that to the list of things so we'll a talk late about for that right after the show. <laughs> All right, Kendall, I've got. To go, I want to go see if there's more cinnamon toast crunch churros at the food and more down the street. Ooh, I got to beat you there so I can buy them all. All right, we'll see oh. you here next week. All right, have a wonderful week, listeners. Just do your best, live life. It's just it is what it is, folks. Oh yeah, the life goes on. Long after the of living is gone. A little ditty about Jack and Diane. And you. Two American kids and doing best they can. Sure. I'm ready. I got it. I'm ready. Great. I got it. Great. <laughs> Solved. Solved. We were there. We Ooh. were there. Focus, 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 focus. Sha la la la.